Jake. Alex, how you doing, buddy? How are you? And there's Joe. Hello, everybody. All right. So we got, we're just waiting on one more guy. I got Chris. Chris is joining us. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. He's like, I want to crash the party, too. (laughs) (laughs) He's always welcome. Which is good. Maybe we can get some. Uh, maybe we can get some rumors out of him. Yeah, he's usually got inside information. So he... I'm gonna wait for him. I got. I got a little something up my sleeve. It might take a couple minutes, but <clears throat> of our time before we get into it. But no, there's no. There's, don't worry. There's no special guest coming on. Here. You know, I would. Well, actually, you guys, if that was something like that when I was uh, logging into this, I was gonna type my name as Alexander Holtz <laughs> and see if anyone was. <laughs> Caught on, but I guess not. I should have done that. No, I don't know why I didn't do that. I honestly, I thought about uh, just putting Mula Muka do however. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'm going down, but I, I think it's Muhammadulin. I think that's how you. Put it. It's Muhammadulin. it's Muka Hamadulin. Yeah, Muhammadulin. Muka Hamadulin. Okay. I thought the K was silent. Let me try and clear this up for any non-Slavic language speakers. Okay, Russian is a little funny language. Anything that has to do with a K-H is a H sound. It's a... Yeah, that's what I thought. So it's Muhammadulin. No, it's Muhammadulin. Muhammadulin. Like, you're going to have like a Mountain Dew. Muhammadulin. I got it. I got it. Boy, wasn't that the surprise of the first round? <laughs> well, it wasn't. Oh, I, it wasn't on, for the on, Columbus Blue Jackets. No, the, no, the Columbus yeah, Blue Jackets the, decided to say, "Hold my beer." What the fuck and was that? Want to go with go with that? I, I love the guy on Sportsnet. <laughs> I forgot who it was, but the guy on Sportsnet was just like, um, "I don't have any information on this guy, so I cannot tell you if this was good <laughs> or bad that they selected him." Yeah, but didn't. Alex, didn't um, Yarmo kick a line and say that they had him rated in their top Yeah, which head? is yep. even more, like, batshit insane. Like, <laughs> my God. Maybe, like, I can't believe what'd you that. say? Maybe take him, like, what'd you say on Twitter? Columbus could have probably got this guy, like, 150 picks. Yeah, they could have traded down, like, 150 picks, and he probably would have been there. Yeah. Interesting. I do want to th- throw this in. All right, Chris. Be- before we get Chris on, ahead, um. The winner of the 31 picks in the first round is Neil Villapiano with six correct picks. And, of course, three yes, of them sir. are given yep. at this point. Uh, you actually three got Lindell, Holloway, yep, and you got Brendan Brisson all at the respective slots in the first round. Thank you. That's 19% out of 100. <laughs> Yeah. Are you sure you're not an insider? No. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure I'm not an insider. Well, I, you know, look, it's look, <laughs> it's just like with anything else. It's just, you know, you put you go with your gut and whatever your gut says is what you're going to what you're going to do and uh, you know, I just felt that considering I think the draft went for the most part the way that I expected it to go. You know, we weren't going to see any craziness until we got to the 20th pick, but other than that, um you know, it went the way that I was expecting. Uh, but there were some guys that I thought were going to go um, later on in this round uh, that didn't. Um, they got picked up a little bit sooner. Um, the one that probably frustrates me the most is I felt like Ozzy Weisblatt should have gone earlier 
in this first round, uh, probably between 25 and 28, but that's not really that bad. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think that was a pretty, pretty solid first round. Um, same can't be said for the last six rounds because it took way too damn long to finish. Yeah, I was going to say. still not over. It's still going, actually. No, it, it's over now. Yeah, it's, it's over. It's over. It, it took eight hours. I, here's the thing. Last year, last year, it was like rapid fire, like day two. Well, because like, they were together, so they probably had more information on these kids. All right, I've... I, I might be taking one for the team here, but I've gone inside. I've got my headphones. I'm gonna plug Chris Wassel's on my phone. So hopefully, yeah. yeah so hopefully yeah. we don't get interrupted by the damn. Train. Yeah, last time it was. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Last time we did this, that was the train. That was brutal. It was actually <laughs> brutal. So <laughs> it was really yeah. bad. Can we talk about real quick the fact that Dawson Mercer fell at to 18? I mean, the fact that he was there was the thing that really surprised me. Because I really thought he was going to go in the top team. All right, so yeah, I think I think that can be our first. Actually, we can talk about Mercer, our first topic. I just I, w- I just want to get this one thing out of the way. Um, you know, I don't know if all you guys listen to the same music. Joe's a little like he's all over the place oh, with his music. Yeah. Um, Bye, Chris. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get Chris is going to we'll get Chris's uh, perspective on this. Um, or I can wait for him to get back in. Um, Whatever works. Uh, hi. Okay, okay, there he is. All right, so there is. There as is. you guys, as you guys know, um, yesterday the rock world lost probably arguably one of the top three to five guitar legends of all time in Eddie Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Um, pro- that one. I mean, I'm. I listened to all that kind of stuff. So, you know, like the Chris Cornell pass and Scott Weiland pass and like it hits you. Neil Peart kind of hit a little bit, but the Eddie Van Halen one kind of hit me a little bit just because like when I was a kid, like that was Van Halen were like the main um, albums that my dad would play for me, you know, driving around, music cranked. Um, Mm -hmm. It's his guitar playing. It's, it's just one of those things you like. As soon as you hear, like, it's like an ACDC song, right? Or a Led Zeppelin song. As soon as you hear that riff, you know, okay, that's Van Halen. So we're going to, I know Running with the Devils is usually like our main associated song with this team. We're going to use that tonight as our intro to this episode. I think it's fair, but I'm nice. just going to take a. Just. Jake. 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 <laughs> uh oh. All right. So, anyway. <laughs> I think he's queuing it All in. All right. This is off to a rousing start, ladies. Yeah. The train got him. Yeah, for no. for ones I can't no, be no, adding no. for this. It, F in it, the chat. No, he, he, he's he's going to be all good. Hold on a sec. Jake's still connected. Oh, this is this is hopeful. This this is like me trying to travel through through a pandemic. It's like, okay, which states can I travel through? Okay, which counties can I not travel through now? And it's like, uh, <laughs> yep, yep. Oh uh, no, I'm like I'm like on pins and needles. Like, don't close eighty. Don't close the throughway. Don't close the throughway through Albany. Please don't do don't it. Don't close the bridges. <laughs> Well, I mean, the, the, 
into New York itself is safe from New Jersey. That's that that's fine. That's not going to change. So as long as that's fine, then I, worse comes to worse. If I really have to do this to go to, to Vermont, uh, the Berkshires it is. Oh, it's slow. <laughs> it's brutally York, slow. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to get through Albany though, and then oh, or I'd have to. I don't know yeah. if I can snake through Western New York or not. I really don't want to try and do that. Oh God, uh, Western New I, York. That's west. Of, that's west of where my sister went to school at uh, at Syracuse University. Yep. Once you go oh, out nice. there, you can turn nice. left and you hit out to, towards Buffalo. Say hello to yeah. Jack Eichel. I could. Oof. Well, you go, he's not gonna. Yeah, he's not he's gonna not be there. No. <laughs> he's probably. He's probably. Someone's gonna. Someone's gonna overpay dramatically, and I hope it's not. I mean, I don't think it's gonna be the Devils because they don't really. Overpay any... You know. Okay. The hell are you doing? Okay, I couldn't. I man, I couldn't. I had to finish it. I had. To, I had to stop it because I couldn't figure out how to exit out of it. And all that stuff, it wouldn't let me back in. Like, my mic was not working. So I've invited Joe. Um, I'm going to send Chris the the link again. And I'm going to send Neil the link right now. The, the, whole, the whole Van Halen thing bit me in the ass. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah, clearly. I, I thought it would, actually. I, I literally thought it would. There might be a way that you could, like, add it in. Like through editing afterwards, but I don't know. Sorry about that. Yeah, guys. That's, my that's app, my app re-updated. Okay, so maybe that was. No, that could have been it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Apparently, okay. your internet was quicker than mine on that one. Okay, so you're in. I am in. <clears throat> I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get Neil back in. That's him and Chris. I didn't mean to cut you guys out, though. No, it was, it was technical, not you. It was a update. Yeah, so I had to send again. I hope, uh, I hope Chris gets it. We got anybody coming in here? I sent it to Neil. Yeah, hold on a sec. As long as long as it says on your end, it's the first portion got saved. That will be good. Yeah. So what I what I planned there didn't work. So and okay. there's Neil. All right. All right, I'm back. All right, we got most of the band back. Get the band back together. All right, so we're just waiting on Chris. So we're gonna we're gonna forget the whole Van Halen thing. It didn't work. I think Eddie Van Halen was trying to tell me don't do that because it cut me right out of the podcast. Yeah, dude. It, it, he was telling you to, to just you know, let's just move on. Yeah. <laughs> move on, dude. Right. Just move on. To, All right. Stop about what so, we're really here for. <laughs> yeah. So no. really, so we're we're gonna do a draft recap tonight. We're gonna kind of lead up into free agency. Uh, Neil, you said um, you and I were talking here just before we went on the air here that um, you're going to help Joe and I out um, for Friday's episode. You're going to help us get Zoom all set up and yeah. stuff so we can actually see each other's faces. Oh, yeah. sweet. Are yeah. we doing a live thing on Friday? Yeah, we're going to tr- we're gonna try. We're going to see all if we right, can get this cool. to work. 
Oh wait, so that means I have to shave. Ah, damn. Okay, there goes there goes there goes the, there goes the playoff beard. Um, oh, wait, it's st- it's st- can, still there. Dude. You can keep it. That sucks. Ah, it's all right. I, I kind of have yeah, to anyway. Well, um, since I can't just say, "Oh, I'm on vacation," and use that as an excuse now. Nope. People want me to save it, so it's like, no, nope. can't use it one bit. Nope, it done. That, that means you can't look like Elliot Friedman. No. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> No, I, I want. I want to. Dude, I, I would love to look like Elliot Friedman. Yeah, I, I, I cannot have a beard like that. It just will not happen. Yeah, I can't um, do that either. Honestly, I just hope I can grow a, you know, handlebars like Sam Cosentino had on Sportsnet last night. That thing was phenomenal. <laughs> mm. Like, I, I don't think it's up there with Lanny McDonald's uh, mustache, but oh jeez, I saw the can. The Canada feed, I had, I'm because I live on, in Canada, right? So I get the Sportsnet feed, so I don't get the luxury of you guys getting Darren Drager and Bob McKenzie and those guys, which I'd rather get. But <laughs> at least you didn't have to deal with Craig, Craig Button just yelling at us for three hours. Oh like... yeah, we got Craig Button and Pierre Maguire, so we we were. Uh, yeah, okay. I rather have okay. Craig Button than Pierre Maguire, honestly. Oh yeah, okay, for sure. Before but... we before we get started, how many times did Pierre Maguire get hyped up? Like you know, he was like. Holy crap! I'm actually I might actually get a GM job. Like Shattenkirk yeah. St. Mary's. How many times did he get hyped up with somebody in Shattenkirk St. Mary's? Yeah, he he wants he, he wants to go there. He, oh, he yeah. certainly does. All right, so let's get started. So Neil, you mentioned you wanted to talk about Dawson Mercer, how he somehow fell to 18 first. I yeah, I mean, I mean the fact that you know when you really look at the whole situation with with the draft. I honestly was expecting Braden Schneider to be that pick at 18. And then once I saw that the Rangers had traded up seven to uh, 17 to get it, uh, you know, it was 19. But um, no, with the Dawson Mercer pick, basically, it was just, I kind of had a feeling that the Devils were going to be looking for a centerman that could be on the bottom six that maybe could eventually be a top six in the he played both at the center position and the wing is really important because he just it makes it you know makes him a very flexible player when it comes to putting him in the lineup and what I like about him more than anything else is that this kid has an impressive wrist shot I mean he really really shot that you know is it feel it looks elite to me it looks like he's been able to pick corners better than most other players and uh, you know I think that from what a lot of people were talking to me about is that they felt that the Devils got one of the steals of the first round, considering that Mercer was there at 18. And I think the Devils probably looked at it and said, well, there might be one or two other guys that we would have probably gone with in this position, but because Mercer's here, we might as well take him. Yeah. I actually want to jump in on that one because um, I had ranked Mercer uh, 11 around. What was it? I think 11. Yeah. I had Mercer at 11 and he ended up falling down to 18. And to me, I was like, this is a bleeping steal. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I, I can't believe a guy of his caliber fell that far. Yeah, no, it's just, it was, um, it was one of those things where it was just, you know, it's, it's not about looking for a specific need at that point. It's just taking the best player available, and that's what Mercer was at 18. And I think what was also interesting is that when you think about it, you know, there were some rumors and rumblings that the Devils had 
up to 12 to 13 different offers uh, for the 18 and 20 pick. And the Devils ended up not go, you know, pulling the trigger on that, which kind of tells me that the Devils probably weren't going to get any sort of good value or a good player to help right now um, with their team. And so I think what's important to understand with, with not just Mercer, but also with Holtz and also uh, Mohamedoulin is simply that the Devils are trying to build the team the way Fitzgerald had said publicly. He wants it to be based around the development of Jack Hughes and Nick and guys like Jesper Bratt and Ty Smith and Kevin Ball, Nolan Foote. You know, he wants those guys to be at the center point and he wants to find people that can bet it, that can play with them and can help elevate each other. And I think with these three picks in the first round, particularly Mercer, I think you found uh, kind of a, a guy that, you know, compliments someone like Jack Hughes, where I think Jack Hughes is more of a goal scorer than he is a playmaker. Mercer is that playmaker. So if you have a balance on that line, you're going to, and especially if you get chemistry rolling with those two, you're going to have a huge amount of success with those two playing together. Yeah, and yeah. Mercer does play with an edge and a lot of energy. And that's yeah, what we need. We need we exactly. need a guy like Blake Coleman. You know, that was the thing that was so big about Blake Coleman when he was here is that he was the energy guy, but that was he was also scoring, you know, crucial yes. goals, doing well in the penalty kill, you know, and things like that. And maybe Dawson Mercer, if developed correctly, could be that next Blake Coleman-like player that the Devils are looking for. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, the thing with um, I like about Mercer is um, the uh, like he, how he fell, I don't know. But the thing about him is like I think a lot of people talk maybe about his 200 foot game also. Like, and he's, he can be a playmaker and he can score. Like, and he's good down low as well. I don't think very many people talk about that with, um, with Dawson Mercer. How, like you said, Neil, how he was there at 18, I don't know. Um, yeah. I feel like they could have got him at 20. Yeah, but, I mean, again, you, we you have never, to remember. Know. You never know, right? I, I, think, I think, again, and let's be honest here, I think that the Devils were expecting a situation where I think they probably wanted Braden Schneider. I mean, they may not come out and say it, but I think that mm-hmm. they wanted Braden Schneider and they thought, you know, they weren't expecting a trade from, you know, for Calgary to trade with the Rangers. I think they were thinking, well, Mercer's probably not going to get to 20. So we might as well take him now. And I think there's a good chance Braden Schneider could be there at 20. And it turned out to not be the case. So the Devils ended up taking probably in their minds the second most likely defenseman that was going to be there that they liked. And um, I think what's funny about uh, Muhammad Doolin is that everybody was saying, you just picked up a, fir- a-, a guy in the first round who was going to be there probably in the third round, which – from more people that I've talked to, I don't think that was necessarily the case. I think Mamadoulin probably would have gone in the second round and probably early on in the second round. So I think the Devils got a guy that was expected to be in the first round, and they got him at the place where I think a lot of people, you know, some people actually had him projected. So I think the Devils did a good job of not panicking, uh, letting the draft go how it went, and, you know, making the picks when they needed to. And I said this on Twitter, and I'll say it here, and I'm sure you guys have heard it before, that regardless of who the Devils take, you know, in this draft, whoever they took, we have to give them an opportunity to prove if they can do it or if they can't. We can't just immediately say, oh, that was a horrible pick. There were a lot of people, Devils fans in particular, that were really upset 
that the Devils took Muhammad Doolin at, at, at 20. And I said, look, let's give him an opportunity to actually prove himself. And you know what? I'm going to be optimistic with everybody that the Devils draft until they prove me otherwise. So that's so I, I would say everyone just relax, try to have some patience, and just understand also these kids are probably not going to be with the Devils in the next two, you know, within the next two or three years. Uh, and, you know, they you know, might be paused. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, like, you know, I saw a lot of rumblings, like a lot of disgruntled uh, comments. Uh, and one of them I just saw last night was like, you know, I got to address this on the podcast and, you know, uh, I know Jake was a little, uh, upset at it. Uh, nothing against you, Jake, but you know, you have your man of your own opinion. Um, but having a guy that's six foot four, big and burly, you know, playing in the KHL, playing top line minutes due to the coronavirus. I'm actually reading a elite prospects uh, draft guide, and it says there will always be a market for six foot four defensemen uh, who can skate well, and Muhammad Doolin certainly qualifies. The PGPS, the Prospect Graduation Probability System, uh, system that uh, Jeremy Davis uh, developed, tags with an 84% chance of making the show. Uh, it's the yep. seventh highest figure in this class. Muhammad Doolin has a cannon of a one-timer, and he's not shy about using it. And talk, and I was listening to Fitzgerald um, in the presser, yep. and he said about every time he watched Amirov on that same team that he saw this big, strong defenseman playing for the Holinka team and all these other Russian Federation teams at a high level, and he's like, who's this strong guy that is mobile and has a really good shot? And you know what? Um, Craig Button had him ranked at 31. McKean's hockey had him at 72, but ISS hockey yeah. rated him at 22. So, is that a reach? I don't think so. Maybe no, I don't think. I, yeah, it, it, like it, it is and it isn't. Um, I'm gonna let Alex go ahead here in, in a sec. I think, I think just kind of what upset me a bit. Like I know, like we all. All three of us or four of us, we can all agree this team needs defense, yes? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Okay. So they took they took the defenseman, six foot four defenseman, which is fine and dandy. But maybe there was a couple other guys there that maybe they could have took, but they could have tra- they could have traded down too. Like you could have oh, Why is it we lost We yeah. lost Chris too. What is going on? It must yeah, be I don't the know what's going they on. must it must be the anchor app that they're using that's connected to anchor.fm's website. So I think that's the problem that we're losing two guys already. So oh, not to forget I still made it. Okay. So oh, there's Neil, he's back. He's back. Okay. Neil's back. Okay, good. All right. So what I was saying is like the Devils could have if they were like yeah, they took him 6 foot 4, he hits he defends. He can shoot a puck. Did yes, I can hear you. No, Neil. <laughs> Sorry, Neil. No, he can't. He's connected, but he can't hear us. Or maybe we can't hear him. I heard. I heard someone. Neil. So, he, he might have to hang up and then rejoin. 
I just told him to leave come back again. Man, I, I for everybody who's gonna listen to this after, I apologize. We are having some massive technical difficulties. Anchor.fm is having uh, one of those technical nights. It's I blame myself. I think I screwed it up with the whole thing I wanted to do, but I guess it I guess work. it may be the bandwidth. Um, yeah, I, I think, think so. we might be like um, overdoing Anchor's uh, tendencies. That's I think that's one of the good reasons why we're going to do Zoom eventually. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. um, um, I think I think the Devils should have traded down a bit. Like the Devils. Yeah, can good. you hear us, Neil? Uh, there we go. Okay. I have no. I I honestly could go. not tell you what what the hell just happened. I think I we're think not sure either. Okay. So I think your Anchor yeah. app or whatever uh, re-updated and it kicked you out. Yeah, it does that every now and then. Um, I like I was saying, like the Devils, I thought could have traded down from twenty. They could have recouped. Maybe they traded down. They would. They could have probably took them where they would have traded down to, and then they could have got a second round pick into the draft in the second round. Mm. But, but you know, it didn't happen. So I guess we take it for what it's worth. I think the Devils hit a home run on uh, their first two picks. Um, I know. <laughs> funny. Thing I, I think they hit the a home. I honestly pick. think they hit a home run on all three of their picks. To be honest with you, I think when you look. I, okay, so yeah, I think it's just the the twentieth pick. I think I just have to watch a little bit more. Like he's actually him, playing like, uh, I, tomorrow morning at ten a.m. So, which sucks. Right. I gotta work, which <laughs> so I, I would say to Devils fans, if because, you feel like watching, I don't know where you could get a stream for K. Is, is it yeah, the KHL? Yeah. KHL so I, don't, I think it's yeah, download if you anybody who has the zone you can watch right. KHL and he's on the zone 10am tomorrow so you know if you want to get a first hand glimpse of them there you go right away okay did anybody uh any was Alexander Holtz playing today or no he obviously wouldn't have been in the lineup I would imagine that uh... he was he was up till 5 o'clock in the morning yeah, okay. I mean, I I don't really know to be honest with you. I honestly would not be able to. So, tell you. <laughs> the the funny thing, as we were saying with like Mercer, is I do you think it's fair to compare him to a uh, Patrice Bergeron NHL player for comparing to one guy like a Tate well, or Bergeron kind? Like, no, I don't build. see that. Well, I don't his build that. is. I mean, I don't. I, I don't even see him sticking on at center in the NHL. I see him being a winger because his skating is not that. Like, it's not bad, but it's not that great either. Oh, hello, Chris. Welcome back. Um, hey, Chris. It's like the injury ninja just keeps freaking hitting my phone like a little kid. Like, just like, <laughs> yeah. can't stop. I can't imagine who that person is or being, but damn. Uh, uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing with yes. me. Um, and I don't know if you guys would agree, but I am not the biggest fan of doing these player comparisons of who I think this player could be. So as far as even saying like, is Dawson Mercer going to be like Patrice Bergeron? I think Dawson Mercer is just going to be Dawson Mercer. I mean, (laughs) that's the way I look at it. I don't think it's going to be anything else but that. Um, You know, I think that, you know, we can't project those guys because those guys may not be in the same, you know, situation as, you know, the guys that they're mentioned to. I think they said Alex Lafreniere's, player comparison was Jonathan Huberto, which I was kind of saying like mm, so no. for a first overall pick you're saying that he's 
he's as good as uh, he's going to be as good as Huberto, which <laughs> I, I mean, Huberto is a good player. Don't get me wrong, but that's a different tier. That's a completely yeah, different that's, tier. That's a whole different level. And so that's the way I look at it. But you know, look, if Dawson Mercer can become a two way, a two way centerman, and he had you know this pattern. Uh, face-off percentage was 51%, which is pretty damn good if you ask me. And he put up almost 50 points in like 40-some-odd games. You know, if this, if this kid can develop the way that we're hoping to, you know, we, we have a really, really good center that could, you know, be on that third line after Jack and Nico or even be on the wing if we need help in the top six. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I think I think Mercer's going to end up being yeah, a winger. I yeah. agree. He's yeah. going to be a winger. Definitely right wing. Good yeah, middle six left winger. Like, yeah, like if you if you project it, like if you, if you take our prospects and like our young centers, like what we have, like you know, minus Nikita. Let's let's forget about Gusev here for a couple minutes. But if you think about it though, and you go with like top six and like what we have with our young centers and what we have is if we put Mercer on the wing. Yep, you can literally take Jesper Bratt, Nico Heischer, and you know. Dawson Mercer, you could throw Mercer. I don't. I think Holtz will end up being first line anyway. But will you put Mercer there, and then you can put Nolan Foot, Jack Hughes, and Alexander Holtz. Like if you think prospect wise, like that's not a bad upcoming top there's, six for your. There's prospect. plenty of size and skill and shooting on on each of those two lines at least. Like you hope you hope that Nolan Foot will turn into a top six player, but you also. Want to hope that you can find, you know, some a top line left winger, and have Nolan Foot on your second line or maybe your third line to have scoring. Hopefully, he's good enough to play in your top six on your second line. But you want that number one left winger for your first line too, right? To play with Nico and or Hughes and Holtz. Yeah, and then you're no, really cook, then you're really cooking with fire. So, but you're cooking yeah, with yeah. Mercer, size Mercer and skill. Good. Yes, Mercer exactly. was a Mercer was a great pick. I know. Um, I'll just add, you know, my my wife's from Newfoundland, so my my mother and my mother in law and my brother in law like Dawson Mercer's. I think he's from a. I don't know how far away he is from where they are, but he's from Bay Roberts, so like they know where that is. I don't. <laughs> um, so, but he's been all over the news there, and my mother in law. I've cracked a joke because unfortunately she's. Like Toronto Maple Leafs when she watches hockey and it's just like, oh, I got to get another one of those fans. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, like they, she she made a wise joke saying, "Oh, if they drafted uh, Dawson Mercer, maybe they'll start winning some games." And it was just like, "Oh, like, do you have like an ice pack I can borrow? Because you just I can't. I have nothing to come back." With. Uh, how old was she when they last like, won the Stanley Cup? <laughs> Just uh, she, she wasn't she was exactly. born, I don't think. So she doesn't know what that's like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. no. And they'll still I, be they'll still be considered Oh, of course they will. Year. That's what oh, the media yeah, hypes them to be anyway. But they yeah. they are. Like as much as the Leafs lose in the first round, like you can't we can't say with that roster that they have that they aren't cup contenders because they are. I mean, but shoot! They, if they want to get rid of William Nylander, I'd be more than happy to I'll, take it. I'll be, I'll Absolutely. be up for that. I don't, th- I don't think a single Devils fan would be upset if they got William Nylander. No, because then you have William Nylander 
and you have Alexander Holt on your right side <laughs> on your right wing for the next ten plus years. And Dawson yeah. Mercer. Be, oh uh, Jesus. And, and Dawson Mercer. Foot. Yep. And it's starting to look pretty yep. good then. And then we got Muhammad Doolin being the big six foot four number one defenseman who's scoring thirty goals a year. Just because his name I mean, can we just say that the Devils got some great names in this draft? Yes. Like not even <laughs> just players, just yes. great just great yeah. games. Like we also can't help ourselves but draft another kid named Nico. We had to do that. There was no there was not there was nothing stopping the Devils from like, why don't we just get more Nikos on this team? And we did get a Yarmir. Yeah, I mean Yes, yeah, true. Yeah, we, and we did, did we get a Yarmir. Because we're we're just we you know I did want the Devils to draft Wallander specifically because of his name because it was the great Wall the great Wallander of Jersey that's what I would have called him if he had gotten drafted but hmm. you know but there were yeah, some there it. were some really good names it was funny I don't know if you guys saw but like the Islanders in particular drafted people with the most outrageous <laughs> last names and I think it was oh, Brendan Burke who does play by play for the Islanders he was like. He was like, "You got to be kidding me!" It's like you really want to, <laughs> you really want to draft these kids. You know, Who was it? D- d- didn't somebody take? Was it Vegas? Somebody drafted like three or four Lukes. Yeah, I think they drafted three. a Luke Tuck. Yeah. I remember, but I can't remember the other ones. <laughs> no, that was Montreal. Yeah, well, Luke Tuck Montreal. got taken by what? Nashville. Montreal, Luke Montreal. Yeah, Luke went to Nashville, and then they Montreal, took a Luke Montreal or Prokop or whatever his name is. Is that Nashville too? Yeah, hmm. I'm just trying to check I the lead prospects. I I don't. I mean, the Devils did good, but I mean, I know Alex is going to agree, agree with me here. Which is okay. Like, let's just point that out. Him and I have been agreeing on <laughs> things like almost all week, and that is yeah, okay. it's uh, some things solid we don't go in here. Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, oh they draft was insane. Yeah. They, oh yeah, they they got they got an A plus yeah, they, yeah. they damn well getting it. Alexander Passion in the I mean, seventh just, round. It's ridiculous. How that happened? Oh my yeah, god! I don't know. And, what did, and, and look, did they make any? And they didn't even do anything. Yeah. They just sat there and waited. They were just like, "All right, cool. We'll just take yeah, whatever you people don't take." And it's just like, "Oh, okay. Here's Seth Jarvis. Let's just take him." Yeah, like I had a. Um, I'm not going to mention his name. I, I finally, I think Alex knows who I'm talking about. He thinks he likes to act sometimes how he, he has sources and stuff, but he doesn't. Oh. Um, yeah, he yeah, kept, oh, yeah. He kept, okay. Yeah. He kept praising that the devils are going to take, that should take Oscar off and stuff. Like I know that. who you mean. Oh, they don't uh, trade up. They didn't take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not mentioning mm-hmm. names. I'm not getting into this. I'm not getting into this. Hey, <laughs> hey, I, I will say but, this yeah, on one I, thing and one thing only. I, I laughed every time that that was mentioned uh, throughout the media, especially amongst some of our New York, mind you, professional hockey writer association writers who fell for this. Yeah. And there was more I'm than one. On that. This was funny. I had actually yeah. had an argument with one or two of them last night on Twitter. And I was like, okay, let me do this again for you too. Since you guys got the whole Lundquist thing wrong in the first place and you're Ranger writers, mind you, Mr. Carpinello. Um, now you know better. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not dropping names. No. Um, but uh, like I said, do you really think the devils are going to draft a goaltender 
when they have goalies in the system. And there's a guy that I will argue that probably will go in the third or fourth round that may wind up better than Askarov when all is said and done. And he, and they were like, pause, like, yeah, who I mean, is it? And I'm like, there's a guy Marty's been eyeing for like about a year to year and a half. You'll see the Devils probably draft him. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it when Dawes gets drafted. I'm like, uh oh. And it's like, I, I, he was my top eight. Yeah. I just don't understand. I, I just couldn't understand why so many people wanted, want, even just Devils fans were like, oh, we need Askarov. And it's like, so we just are going to forget that Blackwood is on this team. Are we just going to forget that we still have to give him? money that we still have to sign him like i i'm 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 very big on the whole thing when it comes to you know having a really good goaltending tandem especially Mm -hmm. a young goaltending tandem but are you really going to spend a seventh overall pick on a guy that should should be somebody's number one instead you're going to sign him to be a to basically be a backup without really saying it i mean it just it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me i think a lot of people fell for the constant hype that was put in, that the, that was being put out there by people and here's the other reality even if the devil's drafted him he's not coming to no. the NHL this next season he's freaking 19 years of age the man's not even going to be on the team until right. he reaches like 22 and that's the thing that i just didn't understand um and so i was glad that the devils didn't take him i was nervous though not gonna lie when we got to 70 he was still there and i was thinking this would not be a good idea if you're really gonna do this like please yeah. please yeah. don't do it luckily, i never I thought they were taking no. him. i thought that was smoke complete utter smoke screen yeah i think the devil well yeah i think that was used the devils are putting that out there to try to get, get someone to drop yeah. someone they wanted to drop but so now, so now we're the franchise that just puts out what we're trying to do, like out in the open. We like they I were don't always going with the forward like at seven. We just, I, yeah, think. Yeah, I think they were. I think they were. I think they were expecting Rossi to be gone they were. by seven. I think that's one of the reasons why they did. I think they Rossi wanted Lucas Raymond, and yeah. Raymond went fourth, and then after Raymond dropped. They went for Alexander Holtz. I think they like the two Swedes the most, even more over Rossi. So yeah, they had they had a few concerns with him. You think Rossi would have been taking Holtz? I don't. Yeah, they, Holtz, I don't well, Holtz they were not. Were they gone, weren't hundred percent sold on Rossi yet. Yeah, that, that wasn't. Uh, that's I know Devils fans wanted him really bad, but I don't think the, the scouting staff had a little bit of concerns. Well, you know, because we don't care about size, because size uh, doesn't mean anything. It'll work on. I just think a little. I, mean, I think the one thing that'd be most conflicting if the Devils did select Rossi would be that you have three centers, and who's going to move up the up and down the second, the third what? line, first line all the time. I mean, I think that would conflict a lot if they did select Rossi, or they would I have guess. to convert to a wing, and I just. Mm-hmm. Believe maybe internally the Devils uh, staff believe that you know this is probably for the better for the worse, and I I felt yep. when I did have a scarf even though I had him at seven I was hoping for Drysdale to drop a little bit more and uh, I had Raymond at ten, but I didn't think Perfetti would go down to like the ten range. <sighs> the, pro- the problem, or anything the problem like that. with this before that, he, that kid got a, that yeah. sold a bag of goods. Everybody was telling him, "Oh, you're a top five no. pick," and he's like, "No, I'm not." No, yeah, ma- matter I'm still of fact, here. he said no. And Jack Quinn went before. 
Yeah, thank Jack you. Jack Quinn went, went eight, and I'm like, yo, Perfetti's really going to drop now. But thank God the Jets were like, oh, sweet, yep. he's here. So let's just think he's going to yeah, light it up. The thing I want to mention about Jack, which Jack Quinn was, <clears throat> and I mean, I, you know, I, I watch the draft every year. I try and watch it every year with my grandfather. I've been doing it since I was little. It's, you know, just something I always I do with him. We couldn't believe watching it last night. As soon as Buffalo said from the Ottawa 67s, I was like, okay, they're going to take Marco Rossi. They're going to let him develop a bit. Either he plays on the third line or he goes back to junior. Eric Stahl plays a year or two, retires. Then they got Marco Rossi right behind Jack Eichel. They got a nice one-two punch at center now because Casey Middlestad obviously never panned out, and he's kind of junk. But Jack Quinn at eight is a reach. Jack Quinn at eight, I was like, what? I could have understood 10, 10 to like 15 range in that range. I had him More going so. 10. I had him going 10 to Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, what? And then he could, you see Billy Garrett on the screen. Like he's like trying to be serious. I mean, you can just tell he's like licking his chops here. Like the, <laughs> the, 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 the mid nineties, Bill Garrett smirk came out for the first time. And what felt like forever. <laughs> yeah, it very much did. <laughs> And you know, you I mean, know, and you got to, I mean, he's got to be smiling. He got, he, you know, he was able to get Donato and, and Nick off, off the team. And, and he got Benino. Had, and probably had like an A minus draft or very close yeah. to it, considering. Oh, yeah. he, he, they drafted, they drafted, I think they were like a dark horse when you kind of look at it like a team that people didn't expect to have a good draft. And I think the Wild, you know, especially with getting Rossi. Um, you know, for you know, at their first, you knew when they, they the, really the wild job. hired John um, Bracket that things mm. were going to change for their scouting. Yeah, thanks. It was going to be yeah. a total one eighty. Yeah. They're going to have a stacked farm system in a couple of didn't years. They, didn't they? Draft yeah, they got O'Rourke, Marat, yeah, made a couple and, deals. Yeah, and then Rossi, obviously, and then the the Nick Bonino trade was pretty pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, Luke Coon. I'm not a big fan of good. Luke Coonan. I didn't. Or Cunning, however you pronounce it, but I, I wasn't high on Coonan on his draft year. No, yeah, most people, most I people weirdly weren't. Pick. No, and yet there were enough people that were that seemed to influence uh, his position. Yeah, I will. I will say this though: like when you look at when you look at this first round, I think for and I don't know if you guys would agree. I think for the most part, it went kind of the way we all saw it coming. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of moves until we got, you know, to the, you know, 20 range. Interesting. Um, but it, it just, it, it seemed like a lot of teams, and this is, this should be no surprise because of the fact that there was, you know, a lot of uncertainty with the salary cap and teams not feeling so confident to give away major assets. You know, they just decided to, to be involved in the draft. And I think this, some executives said that this was the most active GMs have been in a draft in a long time because usually they're currently, you know, they might be thinking about the first round and then the second through seventh, they might not be fully 100% into it. But um, I guess Tom Fitzgerald was kind of done after the sixth round and just said to, uh, said to Arizona, um, if you want my pick, uh, you're more than welcome to. And we just, you know, we just Boston did similar with, with Toronto. They did. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but this happens so often with like at the end, it's like when someone said, Oh, the devils are making a trade, my heart (laughs) dropped for a second. I got a tweet about that because I thought it was something. Yeah, I I was like, I thought that I thought it was something like, Oh, what did we like? 
did we actually just get a top six forward? Like I was thinking, like that's what I was thinking. It was like, no, we just traded picks. I'm like, and I love people on on Instagram. were like, yeah, we fleeced Arizona <laughs> again. And I was like, how do we fleece? This, this Arizona? is not fleecing. Um, no. <sighs> Chris, no, do been not, Chris, do you not just shake your head sometimes at some of these fans? Like our fan base, like. You know, I used to think our fan base was like great. You know what it, it is. Like, we, have we have some really have knowledgeable fans. fans. You know, we, we do. And then, you, and then we and then we, we have about you know, the three just, or four it, that I dated that I just said, well, "Why was I thinking?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to. Okay, I, that came out. That came out of left field. I mean, look, it's 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 the summer. I mean, really came out of left field. I was gonna say you said. Well, it's our hockey summer. Yeah, even if it's fall. Um. Bummer. It's not even. Oh, gee. It's so oh, yeah, freaking it's backwards like, that you know. I, it's like who enjoyed back on October fourth when everyone was like, "Oh, remember uh, this game?" No, I was at no, this game too look, by myself, no. and I'm like, "We're gonna do it. We're gonna do the thing. We're gonna do the thing," and we totally just. I, I, I was at that game when in, in Cole the scored, and then like a couple. Of- a couple of big games later, we did the same thing with Florida. Like we just had a stretch where we couldn't hold four one leads. Yeah, but you know, you know, it's the worst. Like when I look back, you know, when I knew like the season was over, when we had that, when we gave up what nine goals to Buffalo. Yeah. Oh God, yes. Oh, I that remember. five goal first period. Oh, save. Yeah, yeah, we were. It was just like you couldn't even get mad. You just got depressed. You just got like, all right, well, we it- suck. There is no question about it. It sucked more so than all, lollipops. I, I just got confirmation. All right. So I, all right, I just boys. got confirmation that Taylor Hall I got, is uh, I got going a to free mm-hmm. How about we just as much as we like <laughs> to ramble on? Let's let's keep going. Yes. On the draft focus. Yeah, let's young keep doing Bo- yeah. Um, Focus. Let's talk, shut up. Let's yeah. talk Alexander. Yes. Bull. Snipe yep. City. So sniper. We um. Oof. Like Chris, I know. Like I know you do a lot of work and stuff, and you know you, you there's and all that stuff. Did the were the Devils hoping Drysdale was going to fall to seven before I get into Holtz? Were they hoping Drysdale was going to be the guy they, at seven? I don't know if he was the guy, but they were definitely hoping. I mean, they 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 had their ideas set that Plan A was him and Plan B was Holtz, but either or it wasn't like something where it was like this is a definite A and a definite B. Holtz was rising on their board. And hmm. Rossi was falling off their board, oddly enough. Now, it depends on who you talk to in the organization because you're, you're going to get 20 million different answers because that's their job. They're, they're supposed, they're supposed, to, <laughs> they're supposed so to level true. out a certain amount of misinformation to throw you off the path. That's the whole point of this game called the media. <laughs> and people have, to, people have to realize this. Damn, I'm too old, unfortunately. <laughs> Even though sometimes people are like, no, you're not 45. Yes, I am. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's crazy. People don't understand. They'll, they'll, I'll sit there and it's like, what? You're what? Yes. I, I, I mean, if I grow the beard out enough, you see gray hair and stuff. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it happens. But... But the thing is this, and this is, this is where people have to understand the following. Like we mentioned previously earlier in, in the episode, there was a concern with Ross. And it's not because of his size. It was because of simple logistics. And I know people will scream best player available. And I heard it on Twitter and I heard a couple of our analytics guys who are normally rational on Twitter lose their collective minds last night 
like it was the end of the known world. It's not. You got an A-plus sniper. Relax. We need goal scoring in the worst way. What was our biggest problem last year? Especially in games where we had had big leads. How about having somebody who has a nose for the goal and puts the puck on the net? I mean, you have to have guys. And if Pavel Zaka is not going to ever do it, we know he's not, and some of our other players just aren't going to, then we needed to draft a guy that will. And Holtz is that guy. I mean, he... You know, there's there's a little magnet on his nose that's drawn to the iron every time. Yep. And, I mean, and the thing with Holt is he, like he they haven't had a shooting potential shooting talent like him since probably Kovalchuk. I mean that shot is just absolutely yeah. insane. Whether it's a wrist shot, a slap shot, a one timer, um, his shot when he's on the move is incredibly impressive too. He gets a lot of power behind it. He's a pretty underrated playmaker too. I don't think a lot of people are talking about that, but he can he can dish out the assists here and there. And uh, yeah, I'm with Chris 100% here. It's not like they reached with Holtz either. I mean, most people had him in their top, you know, five to ten range in their he was right yeah there. in their prospect he, rankings. He like, was in my they, range. They got they they got a player. It was the best player available, really, when you think about it. So, yeah, I got no problem with it. He was the best. They went with a bit of a need, but they also got a best player available. And uh, I, I don't think at the end of the day when Holtz makes the NHL and he's scoring like 30 goals, 30 assists every season, I think people will forget that they passed on Marco Rossi for him, even though Rossi's going to be a great player too. But, I mean, Holtz is kind of exactly what they needed to put around uh, Hughes and Heischer. Yeah, and I don't think you I don't think you draft like you draft best player available, obviously. But and I mean they could have taken Marco Rossi and have that, you know, lethal center one, two, three punch down the middle, but yep. to, as sooner or later you gotta add talent around Hughes and Heesher on the wings and they that's exactly what they did. And this team, like Chris said, you need goal scoring. And we don't have goal scoring. But people we have very little like, of you, it, yeah. Exactly. Now we building. Everybody platform. has to remember, and you guys, and you guys know, Alexander Holtz and Dawson Mercer and these guys—they're not going to be right. on the team next year, probably because we have a late start, and they probably weren't going to be on the team right. anyway. Yeah, Fitzgerald made that public that they probably weren't going to be. Yeah, on the team they're, anyway. they're with the January so, start at best. <clears throat> look, we we drafted Ty Smith in the middle of the first round a couple of years ago, and he still hasn't even played a game in the NHL. That. So it's going to probably be the same thing. It's going to be the same thing. And I think that what Devils fans have to do is try to have just a little bit of patience. I know we sort of tried to have that. (laughs) We tried. It lasted. Well, let's see. Last year lasted, what, two periods? It's about it. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's. But the reality is that Fitzgerald is bluntly honest about where this team is. He's made it clear as to what the team needs to do. And I think that's the important thing is I think that for us Devils fans and analysts and podcast hosts and, and everybody, it's important that we kind of understand what the expectations are going into this year. The expectations are we're probably not a playoff team. We're probably not. We're, we're going to be a relatively young team trying our best to be competitive while developing the young players that we have. And there's going to be excitement within that because guys like Ty Smith, guys like Kevin Ball, maybe even a Nolan foot, maybe Yanni Klokin in, you know, a little bit more. We'll get a chance to play on this team this year, and we'll say, you know what? Now we have an opportunity to really see 
where the future is going to be. And I think that's the important thing. And drafting Alexander Holtz, he said when he was talking to Matt Laughlin yesterday after he was drafted, he said, quote, I'm a very offensive player. Of course I'm a goal scorer. A lot of my game is scoring goals. When was the last time we really felt like as an organization that we actually had a dynamic goal scorer? I'm not going to include Taylor Hall because I never thought Taylor Hall was like that. Kovalchuk. Yeah, it was Kovalchuk. Kovalchuk was the last one. Exactly. Exactly. Probably before that, you'd say like what, maybe a Mogilny? I was going to say McGillney, exactly. Yeah. You know, so the yeah. bottom line is that we got a kid who is playing against men, by mind you, yes. and that's already an advantage yep. to him because he's a big-body dude who can put the puck on the net. Oh, and he wants to be like Alexander Ovechkin. If you mean to tell me that we just got a guy that could be a 40- to 50-goal scorer, we just hit the lottery. We, we just hit the New Jersey lottery. Make like, a million you know, jackpot. Damn. Four times in a row. I mean, we hit the damn jackpot. That's the way I look at it. And that's the optimism that I have with not just Holtz, but with every single player that we drafted, no matter who they are, no matter where they are. Because guess what? At the end of the day, we have to, the team has to focus on developing them. If they're developed correctly in our system, they are going to flourish. And uh, we have to give Fitzgerald the opportunity to, to do that. And we have to give Lindy Ruff that opportunity as well. And I think that there is a lot of optimism. I have full trust in those two guys. And no matter who we drafted, the future is bright nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we took another step forward. And like you, if you listen to Fitzy's, um, I think it was his interview with Matt Laughlin uh, just before the draft. Right. That he had said, basically, and his exact words, I think, were, you know, yeah. like, NHL, the league, we're putting you on notice now. We're going to draft these three players and take notice. We're going to, we're coming for you. We're going to be a legit consistent Stanley cup contender here as these kids grow with our two young centers. So like, we, take we were now. like we that be- for many years in the early two thousands and the early 20, you know, 2000 teens. We were, we were that consistent playoff team. Exactly. And you know what? Like people are like, let's face it. Like, did you guys honestly think this no, of course not. was going to take this long? Not really. No. No. First of, of all, not. first of all, the question really what we have to ask was: Were we ever actually in no. a rebuild when no. Ratio took over? The answer is, who the hell knows? Because Ratio never well, made that clear. When the Devils made the playoffs in 2018, even after the season, Ratio goes, "Well, I didn't expect this team to be a playoff team this year." And it's like, well, what was the expectation then? Like. What do you mean you didn't expect it? That was the one thing other than hiring John Hines that I gave Ray Shearer a lot of crap for. It was like, you never made it public where the direction of this team mm-hmm. was, where we were going. Right. With Fitzgerald, I, mean, I thought it was pretty there. clear mm-hmm. that they were rebuilding so, based off the moves he had made when he got hired in 2015. He may have never said it publicly, but I mean, you know, he was going... That was obvious. Yeah. I, I, is that the... Who's phone? Who's phone's ringing? Is that a trade? Is there a trade for Lyon covered? No, 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 no trade calls here. Damn, no trade calls yet. Yeah, I think we, I think we, I think we need to put the reality is that the chances zero. Not yeah, it's not happening. Negative, negative, Think about it. Think about it. This with the three first round picks that we had, that was the opportunity. 
if we were really going to do it, here, that was the, the opportunity. The fun part. And the reality is that, and look, the other thing is that nobody feels comfortable giving the Jets <laughs> no. that they're asking for. Whatever the hell that even the Flyers who have a lot and they could easily do no. it, they're like, "Can you bring it down just a little I, bit, just a little bit?" No, I still think like, I no. still think Lonnie winds up staying at least so. for not all of next season, but at least a good. Yeah, I agree. I don't because they're not good. They're not going to find the price. I know, I, be I, the, yeah. the Taylor Hall trade of of the upcoming season. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Do you think that they'll, the trade will be similar to what Taylor Hall got? I think it'll be more than doubles? that. It'll be a little bit more, honestly. It should be more. The question, the question, you know, one of the reasons that I think people put the Devils in that rumor a bunch is because the Devils are one of the few teams that have the cap space to afford. I don't even think right. it's that. It's like for. it's fan driven. I think you know, it's the fans it's, just. It's yeah. Fan, that's yeah. Well, yeah, but you know, there were there were some you know there were some people bit. within you know within reliable sources that were talking about the Devils. So I mean, it it it's a, it was a pipe dream more or less, and now I'm hearing from you know the most reliable source of them all, Pierre Maguire, <laughs> that he's saying that the Devils are once again in the running for Johnny Gaudreau. And I don't know why he said that, and I don't know where. It came. I don't know who the source is. There's but a that... little there's a little bit of smoke there. There's always going to be a little. There's a little, a little, bit. A little bit of smoke with, with Johnny Gaudreau. He wants out of Calgary. He wants to be close to home as possible. Then just go. Then just go to the Flyers. Like he constantly talks about, well, I want to go play. I want to go home. Okay, play. Go go to the Flyers. So that's the that's the way I look at it. But <laughs> just as we're getting into talking right, well, about trades, I here, guess we Chris should move on to I guess like, the Devils' on. later picks if we want to talk about it. Yes, we should. Uh, there he is. I mean, should we? Technology yeah, we'll get, is seriously going to piss me off, guys. There he is. Now, we'll with, the I, with the iPhone, unfortunately, <laughs> with the microphone, yeah. if I don't hit the touch my iPhone every 15 seconds, like a, like a nervous metronome, it eventually just fades to black. So, uh, right. Well, I mean, you yeah. can cha- can't you change the setting to have it be like I, I could, limited, but I'm like lazy. unlimited amount this of time? time here. I mean, oh, fair enough. All right, cool. No, that's fine. I All mean, right. myself so Alex, and Alex got it got it going yeah. on because we're using computers. All right, Alex, do you want to do move on to the later? Yeah, definitely. Think, should we start with Nico Dawes? Let Let's go, okay. bro. Yes. Let's freaking All right. go. Okay, so I'll 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 start because you know I was I I didn't also play, Nikita like, Gusev just posted <laughs> something on his Instagram. In case That'd be good. Cares. Huh. He posted a picture with his kid. And, and everybody oh, okay, needs to so, resign. <laughs> Do we? So Gusev, Gusev is, is elusive. So Gusev is alive, so that's no, he really uh, is. Yeah, well, he's not a social media guy. He clearly, he really is not. You have to remember, he's also like twenty-eight years old. So he's like he's the middle-aged goose. He's part of the last generation, not mm-hmm. the, exactly. <laughs> so I think I think with like Nico Dawes, like like the Devils drafted the mm-hmm. number one North American ranked goaltender, and I think he was the. <laughs> Second, I didn't do it this time. Okay, now we lost Joe. Okay, what the hell is going on? I, all right, I'm just I'm just gonna keep going because just keep going. I would just keep going if I were you. All right, so like we drafted Dawes. He was probably I think he was the second ranked mm-hmm. goaltender in all of the draft. True. And you know, six foot four, two hundred pound goalie had a point nine two four save percentage in the OHL last season. Um. 
obviously, like, he went undrafted last year, but, like, everything I'm reading from guys like yep. Ryan Kennedy of the Hockey News says, late bloomer, big with good feet and good range, excellent goalie prospect. Yep. Um, he went 2019 and 20 with Guelph. He was 23-8-6 with a 2.48 goals against average, .924 save percentage, five shutouts, and was the OHL goalie of the year. So, like, I mean, a lot of people are saying, and like, for OHL coaches, say he was the most improved player, uh, best puck yep. handling goalie, best shootout goalie, which is which mm-hmm. is good because we we struggle in shootouts, but it's good that we have a goalie that now that is good in shootouts. He likes to play the puck a lot, so very good side to side. Yeah. Um, He's going to take a little bit of time Guys, to develop. Always 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 obviously, they always do. They always do. So, How long did it take Blackwood to get yeah. into the NHL? Like two and a half years, three? Yeah, because Blackwood, Blackwood started, like he went back to junior. He was doing okay, and then he yep. had another year, I think, in junior, and he started to struggle. And then I then think he went, they wanted yep, to bring him. And then he him, slid back. They got him in the E. Yep. Back to the E. Or, and then, he, yeah. then he, he struggled there. He went. EHL and then he was back up to the HL and then he started to find his groove and then he got called up and I just remember yeah. he just he was taken over he took over games I think he he won us a couple games last year he's, against Boston he stole Kinkade's job winning yep that that New Year's that oh cool yeah. great I mean anybody hard. can take oh, Kinkade's yeah. job so you know no, he's not doing much he was doing really good you're not games. doing much you're not the, the but, thing with Dawes for like one season, yeah. For like half a season, Is it, yeah. No, he had no, a half a season. That he, looked like, season. he looked like a competent NHL goalie, and then he got then he got burned in Snyder, the playoffs. Who got no support again? Played Snyder really well. No, hung out the dry. No goals for Corey. Yeah, and, uh, no. I am. So, I am like. Yeah. The, I might be the biggest defender of Corey Schneider even now because it's like. It's amazing to me that Devils fans forget that only like three, four years ago, he was one of the top goalies in the NHL. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was playing at a Vesna Trophy-like level. The only problem was that he had no help and no goal support. So they kept losing games by one goal because Corey had to stand on his head. And we're still in that same problem with Mackenzie Blackwood. And I'm like, let's use Corey Schneider as a warning. Like, let's actually get him help scoring wise and maybe a little bit of defense because when you saw Vasilevsky get the amount of support that he got in the playoffs this year, people forgot that he was a net at times. And people forgot that he was playing well in the playoffs because he was only seeing 17, 18 shots a game. So that's why pe- people forgot that Marty Bordeur was a net sometimes all those years because <laughs> we were only allowing freaking 12 to six. How about like the seven like to Toronto playoff game? Yeah, or six, whatever. It was. Yeah, yeah, I love it. But like, what I love, you know, the other thing about Nico Dawes is that he was also the goalie for Team Canada in the World Junior Championships, and he, and yes. he was the re- he was a big reason they won the gold medal. So this guy likes to play in high pressure situations. He outplayed on him and, uh, in the world. I'm just. I saying. still can't believe we got him in the third round. <laughs> yeah, sure. I can't believe not so, not that so we got much. him in the third round, and we actually yeah, people get people get angry when you mention that. Yeah. Um, no, no, it's good. It's good to throw a little mm. fire in there. Ooh, you, so gotta ha- you gotta have that, especially yeah. with the draft. Oh, cool. 
Also, can we just can we just also say the Devils couldn't help themselves but draft a goalie? I, I think they do this every year. I honestly think yeah, they, they do. Well, they do gotta this hit every on someone. Year. No, it's just, especially I mean, now. It isn't, it, isn't, it isn't a bad thing. No, it's just a funny thing that I've noticed. It's a funny thing that I've noticed all the time. Yeah, I agree. I think when did that start? Shiro and Fitzgerald. When Shiro took in. over, mm-hmm. yeah, when he took over, that that became a staple. Yeah. Fitzy. Alec. Uh, well, I saw, like, obviously Ross? when he, he's a plus, he's 19 years old, so he skipped over the draft last year. So it's always a little bit of concern uh, when, when you see, I guess, an overage or take a step as he did. Uh, but I saw, I don't remember who said it on Twitter. Was, uh, someone had said he really worked on his conditioning, which was a big reason why he took <laughs> a big step forward. Uh, in the OHL this season, and I think he had the best um, he had the best save percentage in the OHL this year, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So, yes. um, yeah, I mean, getting him at 84 was really solid. I didn't think he was going to be on the board at 84. I thought he was already going to be taken by someone. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think he has the upside Mackenzie Blackwood does, but I could definitely see him being a really good 1B to Blackwood in the not-too-distant future. And uh, So I think the Devils got their young goaltending uh, situation in pretty good shape now with Blackwood and Dawes, and they should be pretty happy with that moving forward. Especially with Schmid, like you don't know when he's going to get hot at the right time in his development. Every player has a different bell curve. I mean, they all say. Well, I mean, we also we also mm-hmm. talk about we still have Gilbertson, yes. who has some experience uh-huh. in the NHL, and I think that we have to give him another opportunity to to prove himself. And, I think that kid has 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 a really good opportunity to be a legit NHL. I think he could definitely be a really good backup for the time being if he takes over Corey's spot. I mean, right. it's, it's it's not it's not a right. he can't make the team because you know because of Schneider's situation. I can see Schneider being bought out honestly or being moved in time for uh, the upcoming uh, expansion draft. Yeah. Clock clock is ticking, as they say on on, on Corey's decision okay. now. Yeah, Joe, we'll we'll get into the we'll get mm-hmm. into the Schneider thing. We'll get we'll have a whole um, segment here towards the end. We're just going to give Chris the mic. He can just tell us everything he's hearing and whatnot. <laughs> but um, move moving is moving on. Can we I talk guess. about? Yes, I was waiting for this. Yeah, absolutely. I, I went, sure. No, I want to ask specifically Alex because I loved this tweet earlier. I have absolutely <laughs> yeah, no that idea was great. who that is, so that's how we know we're officially in the let's get weird part of the draft. Yeah, I mean, I had no idea who he was. I want to. I'm with you, man. I had no idea. Yeah, who that I, guy want, was. I looked him up. I saw his numbers at Chadwick St. Mary's were really good. I was like, okay. And then I, I, his rankings were gener- generally in the area where the Devils drafted him. So I was like, okay, pretty decent pick here. Um, that's yeah, just one of those things. You take a shot on a guy in the late rounds and see how he does. He's going to UConn, so he's going to be playing NCAA hockey for at least two years, probably three. Play against, uh, yeah. yeah, he'll play we'll against Arnie Media. Yeah, the, the late round pick that really, uh, really was uh, a nice, well done by Paul Castro and uh, his staff was Benjamin Baumgartner. Oh, uh, I like getting that. him in the sixth round. Yeah, that was uh, I watched yeah. Scouch's video, Will Scouch's video. If you haven't watched him or you're not familiar do, with him, he's at Scouching on Scouch. Twitter. 
Um, he had a, like his final video before the draft was like three late round players that he thought were worth taking a flyer on, and Baumgartner was one of them. And I was really impressed with what the scout said, and he was like, um, I th- I don't remember which stat it was exactly. I think it was something about uh, his high, uh, the amount of high danger and medium sh- danger shots he takes was among some of the best. I think with Lucas Reichel, so um, getting. Uh, yep. Getting someone like that in the sixth round, um, which the Devils seem to have a pretty done a pretty good job of under Kestron, uh, yeah, you definitely take that. I mean, he had 27 points in 37 games playing in the top division in Switzerland. So that's that's not a joke, even as an overager. He's still only 20 years old, so uh, they made out really well with that pick right there. That was probably my favorite and of their uh, post first round pick. I like what I read on him on Elite <laughs> Prospects. You know, talking about someone that could play similar to Jesper Bratt if not at a little bit older age. I mean, he's a little Ooh. bit more NHL-ready age-wise. And skills-wise, you know, uh, right the NLA is almost on the same par as um, the AHL. So it's not too far yeah. off, which is why I like the gamble. I like the fact that we drafted a kid that went to the same school as Sidney Crosby. Knew it was coming. So that, yes. that's, that's what I like about it. And Chattic, yeah, Chattic that kid has a pretty. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that kid is an interesting development, uh, or just an interesting story. I think he's uh, he's originally Russian-born, but he played um, it's like prep hockey here, junior hockey here in the United yes. States. So he's a dual citizen. Be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting. He's definitely someone worth watching over the next few years to see how he develops. Kind of like uh, Gritschuk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. He kind of has that like angry yeah, North yeah, American so, game yeah, sort of mentally etched into him while playing a little bit wide open. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he put up nearly 80 points in less than 50 games definitely stands out, no question. It shows that this kid likes to be, you know, on the score sheet and he's involved in a lot of the offense, in a lot of the offense all the time. And I think that's something that uh, Devils fans can get behind, you know, to have a guy that wants to be involved you know, offensively as much as possible. I think the, yep. No. Yeah, I think, sorry, I think the, with Benjamin Baumgartner, um, like, he's an overager, but obviously, like, he's playing in the NLA. Um, actually, GG yeah, I saw that too. It. I actually, I retweeted it. Uh, he has, he has, he has the best league adjusted assist per game yes. among forwards in the, this That's entire good. draft class. So for the Devils to find somebody like that at, one sixty one is pretty, like pretty good. Like that's a steal. Like and the yeah. Devils have had success drafting guys late. Like you know, Tyce Thompson. Yeah, you know all these other guys. Yeah, look at look at look at how Tyce exploded in Providence at the start you know, of last Ma- year. Ma- yeah, Patrick Moyne. Exactly. Moyne, yeah, you're right. Moyne the other uh, late round well. pick that I liked a lot was Ethan so, Edwards. Uh, you know, I didn't really know much about him before the yeah. pick, but everything I read on him, he's a terrific skater. He's really good in transition. He'll be playing at University of Michigan next year. Smaller, uh, smaller from the defenseman that you, they've usually taken over the last few years. So it was kind of nice to see. Yeah, it's kind of nice to see that they went with uh, a five foot ten, about one hundred sixty five, seventy pound defender. And it looks like he definitely has NHL potential. They they kind of got him also way below where most uh, rankings had him. So it'll be interesting to see what he does uh, in the NCAA as well. And John Merrill. 
the University of Michigan, mm. where uh, you know. Some well, let's hope he are, doesn't uh, develop. Please like, don't. No, 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 no. where I set him. Yeah, he's going. Yeah, Luke Hughes is going there. Luke is committing to yes. That whole Ooh. team is going to be sacked. Thomas Bortolo, Brandon Brisson. Okay. It's, it's going to be a ridiculous. J- uh, uh, Jacob Truscott. It's going to be really ridiculous. I, I heard some people going like, I heard some people like, oh, we drafted another Michigan. I think someone said like, oh, we drafted yeah. another yeah. Michigan kid. And I was just like, I'm not a Michigan fan. <laughs> I hate yeah. the University of Michigan. A Kane um, fan here. But I like their hockey. <sighs> I, I'm a. I just don't like Michigan in general. Me. But that's a topic for another day. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. going back to um, Shalane, <laughs> um, you know he went to Shattuck St. Mary's team. last season. He led their team in he went led their team in scoring with seventy eight points right. in forty six games, including twenty six goals. That's ridiculous. That's actually ridiculous. So, like, the fact that he was even there for us makes you go like, "Wow, do we find another diamond?" In I the think here? you know. I think we did. Actually. Yeah, he's I definitely did. got. He's definitely Maybe a long-term project. I mean, at that point, yeah. most guys are at, at that. At exactly. That did you see drafted. the way he like I mean, our shoots team is about his passes? Projects, so let's just let's just. Get I, I, I like the way that when he is passing, yeah, he has the ability to look other players off at an NHL level. Mm-hmm. You'll 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 see it in one or two of the videos, even uh, where he has that ability. Yeah. Now, does that translate at the NHL level? Not for another three or four years. I mean, let's be honest at best. <laughs> but you have to be encouraged yep. by it, especially for for a guy that was projected to be picked that late. I think the other thing is that we have to remember yeah. that you know we're we're basically in year yes. one of a rebuild. So we're picking we're we're selecting players that are going to be like you mentioned, Chris, like projects. And it's like okay, we have the time to do that. So let's just let's take those guys with that high upside. Uh, my favorite pick, honestly, of this of this entire draft uh, for the Devils was actually taking Yarmir. Am I going to say his name right? Yarmir Pitlick. Yeah, Yarmir Pitlick. It's Pitlick here. Yarmir Pitlick at ninety nine. Uh, you know the fact. You know he played fifty six games this year at twenty two goals at twenty eight assists for a total of fifty points. I mean that's pretty consistent. That's pretty balanced and. The thing that stands out to me the most, and I don't know if you guys have seen any video on him of late, but this kid has incredible speed. He really does. If he gets into the open ice and gets on a two-on-one or even a breakaway, this kid, you know, his strides look effortless. It reminds me a little bit of Taylor Hall where it just seemed like he didn't have to stride too too much to get really into full speed. And that's the thing that excites me about this kid. Also the fact that he's played for – um, Patrick Eliash and Patrick Eliash knows him personally, I think is a benefit to us. And I think that really shows that um, I think this kid could be I the real think, deal, guys, honestly. You know, the way Eliash is, you know, the assistant coach on the Czech national team, he's kind of basically like an undercover yep. scout that has a really high job, if you know what I mean. Like, I thought Meshack would be one of those guys, but having I, a guy like um, – like Yarmer Pitlick is another great pick in that uh, selection of the players from that litter, and his build is amazing to go along with that. The way he can like protect the puck and just be able to score in the high danger areas too. Yeah, he. 
I, the armor pillow? Yeah, pillow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are we talking armor, about yeah. armor here? Okay, I, sorry. I got, I got so <laughs> okay. the Yankees are getting pawned and staying hit a whole run, so I was kind of like, okay, all right, maybe we're not, maybe we're not dead yet. Raising five. Sorry, I, and, and, and Chris messaged me. He just <laughs> He said he's coming back. He said the pearls of vacation. I'll be right back. I just got to go have my snack. <laughs> All right, man. Cider, okay. Okay. So I was like, okay, I don't know where he's going with this. So <laughs> we'll it's, like, whatever, it's like whatever floats your boat, babe. I'm just sitting there like, okay. So, hey. <laughs> We uh we yeah, ended up was, covering yeah. all the devil devil draft picks. So I mean, the good wow. thing is, yeah. So I mean, I I guess we can keep going for a bit because I kind of <laughs> want him to hurry up and get back on so we can get kind of leading. I want to know what's leading up into and Friday, I, right? I know. So, so we can get a general one thing, idea. One thing, what we're with, at, one thing but, we do know is that Henry Lundquist is going to be a capital. Yeah, that's going to. Yeah, and you know. I'm going to ask Chris this when he comes back on, but I sent this to yep. Joe, Neil, and I sent it to Alex. So Fitzgerald had the comments. I don't know. I think Neil McHale or whatever, he was tweeting about it, uh, Fitzgerald's quotes, and he was talking to about Schneider, and he said, yeah, like he's, I feel like he's going to be better and all this stuff, and he's training. But he, right at the end, he kind of made a comment that was a little interesting to me going into tomorrow's buyout deadline. I still have one phone call to Corey to make. That's a good. And I Look, was like, man. The... Oh. So is that is that you telling us that you're gonna buy him out tomorrow? Make because, it known. I mean, if you are, like, I mean, I would be shocked if it happened. I would be surprised. I'd be surprised if it happened in the first buyout window. I don't think they're gonna buy him out without having a backup, like someone else. You know that they they know they're gonna be able to. It's trading for someone like James Reimer or some signing someone like Cam Talbot in free agency or something like that. James I think once you once they do that, yeah, or Grice, or Grice. Once it's they do Thomas that, Grice then, or we riot. <laughs> and once they do that, I think um, yeah. In the second, uh, in the uh, second buyout window, whenever that is, I think it's later in the November. I would guess yep. they might pursue buying out Schneider at that point. I think it all just depends on. Well, first of all, you know. If I can go back to that comment real quick, I think what Tom Fitzgerald's going to do is he's going to have an honest conversation with Corey Schneider about, you know, what the reality is with the team, you know, where he stands with the organization. And look, it's a difficult spot because the Devils are, you know, they have to still pay him $6 million per year for the next two years. And they know that they're going to have to give a substantial amount of money to him if they choose to buy him out. So it's one of those things where I think Fitzgerald is kind of hoping that – Maybe he can, you know, hold on to Corey for for just one more year so that, you know, in case things go continue to go haywire, he can just kind of, you know, buy him out, you know, of the last year of his deal. And it's not as big of a thing. But I, I really do believe that if Corey's given the opportunity to rebound, um, considering that he looked really good towards the end there before we had the stoppage in play, uh, I think Corey is capable of having a bounce back thing and if we can have this guy be a good backup for the next for the last two years of his um of his contract then you know it, it works out for for all parties involved okay so like it, it's 50 50 in my opinion. this can go either way tomorrow yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised either way i mean he'd be due by the second buyout period if 
he was to be bought out. Yeah. Yeah. But like. <laughs> also, hang on, hang on, Joe. Okay. We gotta, I gotta say something funny. I just thought of something. Neil, Neil, did you watch Tom? <laughs> Joe, don't. I know you probably know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Uh, Neil, did you, <laughs> Neil, did you watch I did, I did not. Uh, I interview did not. after the draft? Okay, okay. you gotta go watch it. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta listen to it with like the volume up for like the first like the first eighteen seconds, twenty to thirty seconds of the interview. Why? Pretty... <laughs> you just do it. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. Let, me, let me find the, the it. What, is it, it out um, there? Wait, what is this? Wait, is it on YouTube? Is it Tom Fitzgerald Media Veil? Is that it? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And you had said that there's always nerves involved with this, but what was that like for you as, you know, at the head of the table for your first parade? Um, Yeah, I mean, a lot of emotions, you know, building up to today. Is that what you're talking about? Whatever that, whatever that noise was. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is this is what we this is what this is what the world has become. Really. <laughs> no, I, I think we do what I under that. We weren't expecting that. Like we just thought he was gonna talk. Like I've never heard that live for, for that just came... thing like that, like that, just yeah. like that. Like, well, you know what? Again, we have to remember. GM. We have to look with, with, with But anyway, yeah. is a GM. <laughs> things are just gonna be more bluntly honest. So that's what we're getting. That's what we're getting. Yeah. So anyway, um, hopefully, Chris, you know does what he needs to do here and then he gets back on here. I don't know I where Alex was like, I'm out. <laughs> he, didn't, I, he, he didn't want to hear the rumors. He didn't want to get his hopes up. <laughs> so anyway. Says he's, it says he's connected, but he, he's not. So anyway, um, yeah, I'm listening to you guys. I, I'm here. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, yeah, I'm, I'm getting them back in. I'm getting them back in. I, um, I just wanted Chris to kind of chime in on the trade rumors and the free agency because, like, literally, like Neil, it was so quiet for like these, well, these two days of the draft, which is rare. Like you're used, to, not rare, but like you know, like free agency's Friday, like, and all these names are floated out there, and it's like. This is usually like the big week or week and a half where everything happens and then it just dies down for the rest of the summer, right? So it's like, are we actually going to have like all I think there is the possibility of that considering, again, we have to look at the fact that we're in a completely different situation now. Hello? Because how much... Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, Alex, we we got you. Um, You know, COVID-19 has affected a lot of teams and I think everybody's kind of afraid to make a lot of moves primarily because of, of, of financial reasons. So I think that, you know, the big name free agents we're hearing, you know, Petrangelo, uh, Taylor Hall, Tyler Toffoli, you know, Anthony Duclair, guys like that, they may not get exactly what they're asking for. They may have to take a one or two year deal 
just until the salary cap gets to where we expected it to be at the beginning of this year before COVID-19 hits. So there might be a lot of rumors. There just might not be that much movement. I will um, actually, speaking of um, Chris just messaged me. He said, give him I'm five good with that. minutes. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Um, actually, I'm, I've got, I've got Twitter on as well, and um, Pierre Lebrun just tweeted literally three minutes ago. Um, I'll read it exactly word for word. Um, there's There's been some back and forth in the Anton Hudobin negotiations, but it sounds like the pending unrestricted free agent goaltender is leaning towards going to free agency after the Stars' last offer. Door isn't closed, however. Let's see what next day or so brings. Again, still room here for both sides. That makes to sense. Away. I mean, right look, now, he, he just there. balled out this year. So, huh. so that is – is he going to get – do you think he's no. going to I think he's just – I think possibly – I think there's – I think basically what he's going to do no, no. is he's going to see what the market is for him and then go back to um, the stars and say, okay, this is what we want, and then we'll see if the stars want to – Want to entertain it? Okay, so like if Anton Hudobin's down, yeah, one hundred percent, he'd be a really good backup or one B for just like a couple of years until you get Nico Doss in the system. Um, yeah, I'd definitely go for Hudobin if his price isn't crazy. He would be my second best bet. Yeah, I would take Cam Talbot yeah, the most. I'm not really that big fan of Thomas Grice. I think um, he's a little bit on the decline here. Talbot had a much better season than him last season. He'd probably be my top target for the Devils uh, to try to get back up Mackenzie Blackwood. I mean, that would be if he would want it. If he would be okay with coming here, that would be a solid, okay, uh, so yeah, like a that, solid option, no yeah. doubt. So, do you guys have a? Um, we're gonna we'll get our predictions out of the way here for Friday. Um, I don't know. I think I have. Pretty sure. Yeah, I do have Zoom. I have it on my phone. So I, it's the only place for some. Reason I have it I on my it. Mac. I don't know so if I get it on my on my Mac or not. I might be able to. Okay, so. I'm sure I can figure something out. Um, do you guys have predictions? Like, do you guys think the still think the Devils are going to make like a I think big that trade, or do ship you think, sailed? Like, that I don't think I don't. I because the Devils really have never mm-hmm. been the type of team that goes out and makes these big moves, and we've seen it over the last couple of years. I don't expect the Devils to make any moves that are really going to people, you know, away and really just say like, "Oh wow, I can't believe we did that." You know what I'm saying? I think that it's going to be a very quiet um, offseason, um, and the Devils are going to try to get some players that may not be fully, you know, guys that we say, oh, we really love that, what a pickup, you know, and everything. It might just be more of like, oh, we, we picked this guy up because he can help us in the win-now uh, window. I, I generally agree with that. I don't think they're going to do anything crazy this offseason. I could see them trying to – pick up someone like Andreas Johnson uh, through a trade or Jake DeBrusque perhaps. 
Um, I don't think they're going to do anything crazy in free agency either. I think they'll make like a couple like tier B signings. But if you're expecting Alex Pietrangelo to sign with the Devils, well, I have some bad news for you. It's not happening. So, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I I agree with that. I don't think like they're going to definitely make additions. They're not sitting back this year, but uh. Yeah, I, don't, I can't see them trying to like pull off a William Nylander kind of trade or Brock Besser, or, you know, something like that. I think it's a little bit out of reach at this point. At this point, I can't see the Devils like making big rumblings right now. I just see them, you know, improving over what Shiro did last year, and I'm glad that they did not tender, you know, Hayden or Mueller, and. And and if they're just allowing you know the yeah, younger, dirty. better players to stick around who made the internal cuts. I like to refer to them as. So if you will, round one is just passed. Right. Yeah. So this team needs like we all we all agree this team needs true. To score yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I don't think, by the sounds of it, Vancouver couldn't afford um, Tyler Toffoli. Like, do we take a flyer on him, see what I got a two, three-year contract? Like, do you see if you can get Austin on, like, a three to – the hell was that? What the heck was that? That was my bad. That was like, like a witch. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> it's, it's October, people. Like, hot to – Yeah, like Defoley, Hoffman, Dabinoff, Craig Smith. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just throwing out guys here. Like, I know Boston really likes Dabinoff. Hoffman's, Hoffman's stuff has gone really, really I don't see the Devils really going wide. for any of those guys, really. Him. Craig Smith, yeah, for sure. But I think Dabinoff and Hoffman and even Toffoli would probably be a little bit too expensive for them. Uh, Hoffman and Dabinoff are too old. For what the Devils are trying to add, I think Toffoli is what twenty-seven, so maybe he makes a little more sense. But it's going to depend what he's asking for in free agency, and I'm not really sure the Devils are going to kind of want to pay him on a long-term deal. Yeah. Uh, Craig Smith, if he wants only like a three-year deal, I really don't see the argument for not pursuing him. I mean, that's just basically a perfect deal, and you know, he's kind of serves as a bit of a stopgap until some younger guys can take full-time roles, and he's a really effective. Uh, even strength score, so uh, that would be like the type of free agent I'd be trying to go after if I were the Devils. Same thing on defense too. Shouldn't be trying to go for like Tory Krug or anything like that. I, I think that I don't think we'll Krug end up with any of the big happen. names. That's the way I would. Honestly, if you're gonna no, like if if they're gonna yeah, one he's really game, good. Honestly, the guy I'd be trying to sign would be TJ Brody. Dude. Yeah, like fix the left side of your defense if that's the right you're going to go. And if you're going to take a chance on a right-handed defenseman, then maybe you yeah, maybe you want to take a chance with Tyson Berry. I wouldn't touch him, but I'd rather Brody. But if I mean that's that's be the one guy to take a chance. I don't know if you guys but other than that then yeah, I don't know. The 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 Hoffman the Hoffman one's quiet, yeah. so like that's where I was like, you know, the Devils like Bill Smith kind of quiet. So I, I actually like, think maybe. I do have one prediction that I think the Devils will actually try to go and sign um, Nick Cousins, who just got who just got well, he didn't get released. He he wasn't offered a okay. um, 
a qualifying offer from Vegas. And I really like Nick Cousins' game. I think he's a scrappy type of player that could get you I know. to 18 goals a year. I think that we need help on that bottom six. We need scoring on the bottom six. And I think that Nick Cousins would fit that at a relatively decent price. I have connections with Nick Cousins. So I have a guy I grew up with, played AAA hockey with him and knows him pretty well. I've played hockey against him. So if the Devils did sign him, I go. could maybe message my buddy and see if he can get a hold of Cousins and, and then see if but, I can get you know, him on. The, uh, the bottom six forward, I think the Devils should be going after. And he's yeah, so. apparently going to be a free agent just as of a few hours ago is Dominic Cahoon. For whatever reason, the Sabres are not they didn't give him a qualifying offer. So yeah. Maybe they end up agreeing to terms there, but um, if I'm not mistaken, Cahoon uh, was part of the Pittsburgh. Yeah, he was with the Penguins, and then they Sabres acquired him in the Connor Sherry deal. And he's a really effective bottom six scorer, and Devils need some depth scoring as much as they need some help in like the top six, and Cahoon is good for like 30 to 35 points a season. He can probably chip in 10 to 15 goals too, so like, that's like kind of the ideal target you want to get for someone in the bottom six, and he's not going to cost a lot to sign. So I'd be looking at someone like him. Right. I'd be. Duclair is like. Duclair is what like the thing Anthony is with Duclair? Duclair just does not play defense. Like you're not getting it. You're not getting anything out of him defensively, but he's a pretty effective no, he offensive does. player. So like if Lindy Ruff just like shelters the living hell out of him. I think you could get an effective player. Um, I just, I don't know. It, that's a little bit of a tough one for me. I, like, I see the upside of it because of what he'd bring to the team offensively, but he is really just like a defensive liability. And I don't know if the Devils are keen on that. I think Mark Reiki could take on a guy like him, though. I mean, yeah, that's 20, true. 25 years old. I mean, yeah. he's not that's... perfectly set in his ways, but he still can change his game a little bit more. And I think, you know, there's a bit of a system that we see, you know, through this draft pattern. And I think, you know, they'll find guys like that. They'll be able to turn around. Yeah. It's not like Duclair is like, he's, he put up 23 goals and 40 points, you know, in 66 games this season. So like, yeah, I mean, obviously he's not bringing it defensively, but he's contributing something on the offensive end and, I think if maybe the Devils can kind of shore up the rest of their forward court with like guys like Jesper Faust, maybe who can contribute defensively in the bottom six, you could go and sign someone like Duclair. And like you said, he's only 25 years old, so he fits in with that mold of what Fitzgerald is looking for, which is players 26 years uh, old or younger. So I definitely think you definitely got to check in with him and see what he's asking for because I could see why he could maybe be a fit for the Devils. Uh, Chris, uh, now's your uh, now's your All right, let's go, time, Chris. Buddy. So rumors, insider trades, right. free agency. The, what the, are you the easiest the one is uh, what what do we call this? C six six six. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or that. Wow, I like that. Wow. Mot- motorcycle. Last episode it was a train. This one's a motorcycle. We're getting a tr- we're getting a uh, we're getting a minivan next time. <laughs> no, I want, a, I, want, a I want a Porsche next no, time. This, <laughs> this is somebody. I want a nice. Who, I want this, a nice. Oh, nice Skoda. No, this is mm-hmm. somebody. 
Oh. This is somebody who thinks their muffler is uh, is good. You want, you want the backfire. So You'd want to backfire the other way. My car is yeah. too new for that, unfortunately. All right, Chris. Damn. All right, Chris. Um, you'll want me. Uh, All right. So, simply, guys, I mean, this is, this is where it's fun. Uh, as people know, I I'm, I may moonlight at some website called NHLRumors.com. Um with uh, with the with the fine stewardship of Mark Eason, we always uh, the two of us always joke around that uh, I'm like his Toronto brother that he never had, um, or I'm basically the guy that covers for him when his wife forces him to go on vacation. Um, <laughs> either or, whichever comes first. All right, here we go. Simply put, obviously everybody knows Henrik Lundqvist is going to Washington tomorrow, unofficially Friday, officially. That that's like just the worst kept secret, and yeah, it was the worst kept. It all week. I mean, it was just horribly obvious, and it made the most sense. Because did you really think Lundqvist was leaving the East Coast? No, of course not. No, he's too stupid not to. Uh, oh wait, that's habit for him. It is. He has to be the center of attention, whether he wants to admit it or not. And he's going. It's going to be interesting in Washington. I'm just going to leave it at that. It's going to be a wild scene there. Um, Ken Ovechkin, Rain Lundqvist, in. Wow, things you never never would have said uh, even, even a few months True. ago. All right. Obviously, Taylor Hall is somewhere in Alberta. Yeah. I mean, come on. This makes too much goddamn sense. He plays on what essentially amounts to be a short-term one- or two-year contract. And he goes. He hopes for the somehow the flat NHL cap gets a little bit better. Uh, in year three by some miracle or that some team can afford him or his knee doesn't give out again. That knee is not 100%, guys. It is never going to be 100%. It's basically something all that he's going to have to play with for the rest of his career, and he's going to have to figure out how to adapt with it, which he can. He just can't be so damn stubborn like he is. Look, he's a driven player. He's an extremely driven player that often hurts himself out of his own fault. And he, as opposed to anything and he else. does go on his bum a lot. He does go on his bum a lot, just like he gets the, like he gets the flyers. Yeah, he falls. It's hmm. good. Good point. All right. Obviously, with speaking of Philadelphia, oh boy. I mean, this is this is kind of the the, the most the most obvious. <laughs> where 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 does where does where's where does the ghost bear wind up? Yep. Uh, it really, there really is no doubt about it at this point. He's not a fit in Philadelphia. <sighs> Defensively, he's not as bad as he's made out to be. Offensively, he's not as good as he should. He could. She. He. He. She, he could be. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I did not say that. No. No, I didn't say that. He. It would that. be <clears throat> away from Philly. <laughs> he would. It's absolutely true. I, uh, scene, it's more than just a scenery change for him at this yeah. point. It, it's probably just a total, complete overhaul. And if he goes to a team out west, it would not shock me. If he goes to a team that is in the Pacific Division, it would not shock me at all. Um, somebody that views him as a reclamation project and a way of losing getting something back after losing a whole boatload of players or it'll feel like Columbus West. I think he could do a better job out in Anaheim. Anaheim's one team. Vancouver's another because Vancouver could lose a lot of people. 
in the next. Looks week. like they might. There's that. There's that potential where they could lose at least three or four, quote unquote, integral players. In the in the next seventy two to nine. I would think hours. Markstrom is one to Foley, right? Okay. Yeah. I think Stetcher was a better better player than yeah. he was given yeah. credit for in Vancouver. He wasn't given much of a he was basically set up to fail. Um, like most of that defense. Because it's 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 a scheme play. Most people will argue in Vancouver it's more of a scheme based problem than a personnel issue. Yeah. Isn't that's Chris another one. free agent too? But, yeah. but yeah, I remember Tanif Tanif has Tanif has to be in the right situation, otherwise it's it's Jack Johnson two point uh, yeah, exactly. So, you got any? You got anything for us on the? Devils yeah, I hate to say it. It's just quiet, like no other. Quiet. They're going to be quiet. At, at least for the first little bit of free agency, they're going to be quiet. They're going to sit and see where this market goes. Look, nobody knows what Boston's market truly is. Uh, we've we've heard everything from they're right up against they're going to be right up against the cap to a, as low as sixty nine million. Nice. Oof. Okay, because people have to understand that Boston's parent company got absolutely hammered during this pandemic. I mean, like double digit losses per month. Wait a minute, which company? Ah, uh, trying to remember it off the top of my head, but I, I remembered um, Timmy uh, Timmy Rosenthal of Bruins Daily mentioning that their the parent company lost like. I think like 15% from just last year. So, I mean, let's see if I got this here. I had this once upon a time. See, kids, when you go out and you get a new laptop or a new toy, you should not do it during the hockey season. (laughs) Ever. Don't do it. Don't don't switch from like Windows to Mac or Mac to Windows in the middle. I'm just throwing it out there because it's – you do things that you shouldn't do. I wouldn't have guessed that the Bruins would have been one of the teams with the, an internal cap below seventy million dollars. It's uh, it's possible, it's possible right? Still, but there it is. All right, I I, I had the I had the right first part. Uh, Delaware North. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, my yeah. God. Right. By, by Jeremy Jacobs, or as we like to call the world's biggest skin flint east of the Mississippi. <laughs> um, it's true. I mean, look. Now you got to think about it too. Now, what people don't realize is the part of the reason why Delaware North got hammered so bad is ninety-nine percent of their portfolio is in the hospitality and food service business. Oof. So what got hammered? Dur- what gets hammered most during a yeah, pandemic? Exactly. Hotels and leisure. Yep. I ought to know. I, I like it. I like that. All right, who did it? That was that was me that time. Okay, I like that right, one. Awesome. That one was good. Awesome. Um, Just trying to find a good one. But 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 that's that's the thing. Um, you know, it there's conflicting reports there. There's conflicting reports all over the place with a lot of teams that say they're not going to spend up to the cap. And if you have you have even several teams doing this then you're setting your you're setting the market in flux. Yeah. Basically, you're you're going to have lower than expected uh, valuations. And then of course, you know, you have Columbus who pays 10.6 million dollars for a guy that literally can't play defense who's going to a coach that preaches defense. Yeah, that's going to be yeah. interesting to see. It's be Max Domi. Did you hear his comments now, when they asked him like what was his relationship 
with Mark Bergevin, and he's like, I'd rather not talk about that. Yeah, he didn't have a very good relationship with either Bergevin or Julian at that point. And this goes back to even during his 72-point season, which is just weird when people think about it. It's like, okay, so he produced those kind of numbers under those kind of circumstances. And yeah, in that sense, you have to give him a good amount of credit, besides the line mates, obviously. But what had to change from year to year that a player drops like that? And unfortunately, some of it was luck. some of it was a little bit luck. Uh, he kind of did luck a little bit into he he outplayed his expect, expectations. He uh, did get a, a PDO beast a boost. That's for sure. A, a little, I, a I little still bit. I still want to know what Mark Bergevin was drinking like when he made that move. I really want to know because it just that was mm-hmm. such a surprise when he did it. Absinthe and. Um, some kind of Polish Everclear? I mean, <laughs> oh, you, about, right? you, you mean Polish vodka like Jabroka, which is very good bison grass vodka. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it is. See, my, my, my problem is, again, you have to remember the experiences of... Um, <laughs> Easy with those. <laughs> devil fan. And, and people that drink heavily. Oh, um, yeah, it, this this is the inevitable problem when you get into a rumor segment with somebody that can eat a twenty eight inch pizza in thirty five minutes. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that picture was not doctored, by the way. There was no photoshopping that picture. Um, <laughs> for those that don't know, we'll have our funny aside moment here. Um, about a week and a half ago, I went to the Chimney Rocket up off twenty two. Uh, yeah, I've heard of that place. And they have a pizza called the Epic Pizza. Well, now it's not just available on Mondays. It's available every day of the week. They bring this thing out in three pizza stands. Like, literally, they have to, like, put it on there in this big, giant square, and it barely fits, and it takes up half the table. Oh, God. Guy is looking at me. I get, I presume he was the manager for, or even maybe the owner. Like, I have 15 heads. He's like, you're not going to eat that. And I'm like, watch me. You dumb shit. <laughs> um, you don't know me. Here. I was like, here, let me show you a picture. And I showed him a picture from last year where I ate two seven-pound turkey legs from the Clinton Station Diner. <laughs> he takes one look, looks at his waitress and goes, get the promotional slices ready. <laughs> Sure enough, about a half hour later, I eat that whole entire thing. I'm like, you got more? Now, at that point, my mom, her boyfriend, her boyfriend's son and wife all look at me as if to say, wait, you can even look at pizza after eating this. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a writer. Journalists by nature can, can eat. And journalists that are former athletes can eat even more than most people can imagine. I mean, look, I went to Montreal in February, guys. I went to the beer market. I had their 52-ounce steak in about 15 minutes. (laughs) I mean, it was a good steak. And then at some point, it was just like, okay, I'm hungry. Let's eat. There you go. Um, That's kind of like how the rumor market is going to be this year. Um, There's this kind of like, there's going to be this, not necessarily watershed moment, but there's just going to be this moment where GMs are going to be like, Especially maybe sometime during the free agency period where they're just like, ah, screw it, and we're just going to make most. 
It's inevitable. Uh, is it going to be at the flurry that you normally are used to? No. There you go. Because nobody really knows when the season is going to start. They have an idea of when. Sometime in January. You know, we've all been told, like, get ready, like, around Christmas time for training camp. But we don't know exactly when that is. You know, just sometime in the area. S- What's the deal with training camp? Uh, I see people have been saying to prepare for training camp around November 15th. Yep. They're going to be adjusting that inevitably. Okay. And the only reason why I'm going to say this is blame the tri-state area. Really? We're going to go – we're going back. We're already going backwards. That's true. Um, or is it the right thing? Uh, look, I'm uh, – shoot. I mean, I, I, I'm literally to the point where, um, you know, we, 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 we've, we've hit critical mass when it comes to it, idiocracy in New Jersey. Um, I mean, we have what we have one, we have one, we have one Corona case at a, at a motor vehicle, and we shut we shut two or two of them down. Um, because we're fearful that the one person worked at the other one for like a week setting it up. Are we talking? Uh, okay. Are we talking about the pandemic? Or are we talking about? Yeah, I'm a little confused. Um, man. Yeah, I, I've completely like, lost track. Of we went off track yeah, from, at this point, guys. From hockey to pandemic. Okay. Basically, basically, what what people are wondering and what people have been asking is that when is the season going to start? Never. And it, Never. basically, when the pandemic in the tri-state area calms down. Yeah. Because let's face it, you have, you have several teams here that are in hot spots. You have Florida, which is its own hot spot. <laughs> Literally, that's true. Uh, now, and people have to realize that you're not going to have hockey until you're able to have some assurance that the New York tri-state and tri-state area is not going to go completely backwards and out of control. Um, otherwise, we're playing in bubbles all the time, which, mind you, is not a bad thing necessarily because it went the best out of four major all four major sports. Yeah, I mean, it was it was. Tremendous what the NHL was able to do. And it was only it was only until after the bubble that somebody on the in the, in the NHL got the COVID. Oops. Well, yeah, I'd expect that. I wouldn't um, be surprised. Uh, it, it, it never. So, fails. I know you said the Devils are not going to be. Uh, they're going to be relatively quiet in the free agent market, but do you see them? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you see them playing out on the trade market? Um, whether it's you know, this weekend or in the coming weeks? I, I think they're going to be active. That they, they're at, Look, the problem problem is, all right, it comes down to who, who actually wants to play in New Jersey at this that point. That is a good question. I mean, that's, you know, that's the reality. It's, it's not as if Fitzgerald isn't trying here. Right. You have to sell them on, hey, New York, this is a team that is on its way up as opposed to what it has been. And they're looking, you know, the player is looking at the team and how it's constructed and probably has the same questions we do. Um, Like, well, why the heck is Nazardine still here? Um, But at least Kowalski's gone. That's, that's That's one improvement. 
Yeah, I, and look, for those that don't know, how Rick Kowalski survived this long in the New Jersey organization will be one of the great victories of the last 25 years in New Jersey Devils history. Um, it's true. And that's, you know, part of that, you know, argument is, is part of why New Jersey has been so bad for so long is because for some reason in New Jersey, we're rewarding people and personnel that were performing below expectation as opposed to the ones that were carrying their weight. Uh, kind of the way we left Corey Snyder out the dry for several seasons. Um, but that, that aside, look, you got guys like Sergeyev in Tampa Bay. Uh, the Tyler Johnson rumors are never going away. It seems like it just keeps it just keeps coming back. Uh, does he end up in New Jersey? Probably no, but is New Jersey at least a little bit interested? Yes, if it involves Sergeyev. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, there there is an interesting kind of rumor to that that you know one is involved with with the other because of you're going to have to use. The, different kind of sweetener than, than most people are used to. Yeah, that makes sense given the cap situation. Yeah, and Tampa, let's face it, Tampa's screwed in everyone. Yeah. Tampa, Probably a good thing they won this year. If Tampa really thinks they're going to get a first-round pick for Alex Killorn, they are smoking some good stuff. Oh, I, I want I want to know who, who who's willing to smoke that, <laughs> that, that, that. I really. It do. just doesn't like they're trying to be so slick by being like, "Oh, we're gonna try to, um, we're gonna try to get a first round pick with Kalorn and Tyler Johnson. That way, we still get to be, we still get to focus on our future." And and everyone's like, "Dude, you just won the cup. You don't get any. You don't get any passes. You really." Think you yeah. Get a yeah. There's a reason why you 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 won the cup and. Yeah, you had your window. Your window is going to get shut down for a little bit. Um, do Do you think that the Lightning, who made it clear that Stamkos is not an untouchable, do you think that there is a possibility that there will be teams that will call Tampa about Stamkos? Of course, they're going to call. Hey, Chris, yeah. Before you go, before you go on, I'm mm-hmm. just going to quickly point out to you: this happened to Joe. Alex and I, mm-hmm. that this thing will cut us all out at a, at two yeah, hours. Maybe we should start wrapping yeah. it up, anyways. Yeah, I was gonna say, gonna start. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll I, I was waiting for when we're gonna cut off. <laughs> yeah, let's let's let them go ahead on the stamp coast thing first, and then we'll, wrap and then we'll it cut yeah. it off. Yeah, real fast and simple. Stamp coast. Yes, teams are kicking the tires on him. Tampa ultimately is going to, of course, look, laugh, and just go go on to something else. <laughs> Fair enough. There you go. All righty. Oh. All right, boys. All right, so that'll do it for our Raising Owen Jersey draft recap podcast and our free agency rumors and trades leading up to Friday. Neil's going to help us do a Zoom on Friday, so we'll get on to that. Yes, and, all right, you guys have yourself a good night, and let's have go. Have a good evening. Let's go Devils. Let's go Devils. It's the Fitzgerald era. <laughs>